Hello, 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 Charmers. Hey, Charmers. Welcome into another episode of You Got It, Miss Charm School Podcast, hosted by Sunday Eli. I am yours truly, Sunday Eli. Thanks so much for joining me again today. For those of you who it's your first time, welcome. Come on in. Those of you that are returning, welcome back. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. You know the drill. You know the drill. You know the drill. Get you something sexy to sip on. Wine, cocktail, water. Got to stay hydrated. If you are going to have water, go ahead and make it sexy. You know, cut you up some fruit, make you an infused water, put some mint leaves in there, you know, enjoy yourself, love yourself and consume things that are visually stimulating to you and make you feel good. Why not? Okay. Welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School podcast. If it's your first time here, this podcast is for women in transition, women who are transferring from from their womanhood into their queendom and beyond into their goddess is the level after that. But right now we are focusing on our womanhood to our queendom. And I've done some episodes on that. I'm going to plug those episodes, check out the queendom episodes where you can get more insight into what I mean by that, where a short snippet when you're in your womanhood, it's a singleness and a single season and a selfish season. Let me say that again. When your womanhood is a single season and a selfish season, and by single, I mean it's all about you. And that's a quick rundown. It's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we feel like that's bad. But when you're in your womanhood, when you're 17, hopefully you don't have other responsibilities where you're only really responsible for yourself, ideally. And so you're in your womanhood. It's really all about you, your dreams, your goals, your visions, what you desire for yourself. When you transition transition into your queendom, your decisions don't just affect yourself. They affect nations. They affect people around you. They affect your household. Your nation could be your family, your husband. Your nation could be your work environment. Your decisions um, have weight. And there are people that actually live off of your decisions. They live off of the words that leave out of your mouth, the things that you determine in your mind that you want to do, the decrees that you release into the atmosphere actually impact and affect lives. That is someone that's in their queendom. And so uh, we really focus on mainly relationships in this podcast, relationships with others and relationship with yourself and relationship with the most high. Um, And so that's the area of focus is really being our best self so that we, as we're in our queendom, we can better serve those around us because we're stepping into deeper of, we're stepping into a deeper space of our true authenticity. There we go. Okay. That was coming out as a tongue twister, but it came out. (laughs) So check out those other episodes if you want to know more about that, if that piqued your interest. Um, because they're very powerful. This episode, I just want to chat with you guys. I'm actually, this is going to be a shorter episode because I'm getting ready to catch a flight today. Speaking of queendom, I I have a work trip and where my decisions actually truly do impact nations and cities and states, cidades and estados, okay? And so uh, I'm going to be working and on my post and busy, um, And so I can't make this a long podcast the way I normally would like to. So it's going to be a shorter one today. When I asked the Holy Spirit what he wanted me to talk to you about and share with you, 
as you come on in again, as you come on in, I know you, some of y'all are scurrying around. Like, let me get something to drink. Let me sit out. Let me go get my Zen. Let me go sit on the back patio. Let me go sit in the grass. Um, let me go connect with nature. Let me get my food together. I want to sit and listen to the yummy details that are going to come through today. So sis, I'm waiting on you. I did all that introduction so you can get your ish together and come join me now for this delicious conversation. And what the Holy Spirit gave me to share is rest. And I've talked about I've talked about rest before. But the angle that um, I want to share from an authentic place is we've been talking a lot about awakening your feminine energy and awakening your sexual energy and tapping back into um, your true feminine nature and your true feminine energy. And I hope that you've been experiencing a magnetic flow in life the way that I have. And if you want to know more about that, hit me up, let me know, and I can uh, figure out a way to restructure those conversations so that you're getting, well, actually, the Holy Spirit will tell me when it's time. So that's okay. You can let me know if you would like to, but the Holy Spirit will let me know when it's time to really go back and break that down. But I hope from so far what I've shared, you've been really flowing in your feminine energy and flowing in the spirit um, and that your life, your outer life is a reflection of the, your thoughts literally manifesting right before your eyes. Because when you step into the feminine energy, you step into a place of complete receiving. You are receptive and you are receiving. And if there's anything that's manifesting in your life that you would no longer like to receive, you can sip, simply, you know, let God know, <clears throat> God, I'm not interested in receiving this anymore. And it will completely dissolve under perfect grace, perfect ease, perfect joy, perfect peace, and perfect love. Um, but you should be experiencing a divine flow in your life. And if you're not, just simply ask. You are a receiver in your divine feminine energy. Ask God, God, I would like to experience a flow where my life flows. If you feel like you're swimming upstream, you're too heavily in the masculine energy. At times, we need to put on the masculine energy in order to accomplish tasks, get stuff done, build our businesses, grow our empires. But as women who have a true feminine nature, if that is in fact you, you it's important to put back on the receptive. It's important to get connected back to your true energy. And I'm so happy that the Holy Spirit led me on this path of talking about that because one of the quickest ways for me to get reconnected to the feminine energy is actually to go out in nature. And I didn't realize this until a mentor uh, of mine was talking about it and things just started to click. So lately I've been having an appetite for going to the beach. So on the weekends, on Sunday in particular, it's been so gorgeous out, perfect weather and I have had a passion for going to the beach and, you know, putting my feet in the sand, <clears throat> excuse me, and just hearing the waves and laying out and sunbathing and just all of that wonderful stuff, um, you know, c coming to the beach kind of raggedy, you know, just not raggedy, but you know what I mean? Like super dressed down with my bikini on and, you know, boobs spilling out of my beautiful bikini top and, you know, or my monokini or whatever, and just feeling very sexy and connected to God's creation. And another thing that I've been naturally just interested in also with the warmer weather where I live is walking in my neighborhood and I just love all the grass and the tr big trees that align the streets and the kids that are out playing with their friends in the neighborhood. Like, it brings me joy to do that. And so I walk my neighborhood Monday through Friday during the week. And then at the beach, I go to the beach on Sundays and 
I, I hadn't thought too much about it. It just was a desire that I had. And so I just went out and did it. But then my mentor shared that literally getting in nature, we call earth mother earth for a reason. We look at the earth. Um, and even if you think about how God created the earth, right? The earth takes seed. It receives seed the same way a woman receives seed from a man. And then it gives you back something after the process of seasons it goes through seasons and then it gives you back a crop it gives you back a fruit it gives it produces the earth receives and produces receives and produces and that's something that God set in time from the beginning if you're a Christian like me and you believe the Bible which I do you know the Bible specifically says as long as the earth remains there will be seed time and harvest so there's going to be a time to receive seed and then, and then there is going to be a time of harvest, of fruit, of that seed coming into full fruition. That's true for every single human being in the earth. But women specifically and the feminine energy is the embodiment of fruitfulness. It is the embodiment of multiplication. It is the embodiment of receiving, being receptive. The soil has to be receptive, first and foremost. So if you hard and crunchy and got the stank face and the resting B-I-T-C-H face, you're not receptive, sis, okay? So um, first of all, the soil has to be receptive. And once the soil is soft and cultivated, and that's a, that's a process within itself. Ooh, this is getting juicy, okay? And I have to make this short. But... That's a process within itself. You have to cultivate the soil and that's an ongoing process. You can't just leave the soil and expect it to always be fertile. Now, there are some places like Hawaii where, okay, the whole environment of where Hawaii is, the soil's pretty darn fertile, right? But in order to put seed in the ground and produce crops and to have an organized crop or organized farm or to... Um, you know, grow a business and to multiply at larger levels. There has to be some cultivation. There has to be some organization. There has to be a process. There has to be a structure. And that's the same for you as a woman in her feminine energy. You have to be kept. You are feminine by nature. You are a multiplier by nature. You have a uterus and a vagina. And so period, you are a multiplier by nature. You are soil. You will have harvest in your life. But it also matters that you cultivate your soil. It also matters that, you know, you bathe, you do your massages, you exercise, you move your body, you go take a walk in nature, you go to the beach, you recharge. And that's what um, my mentor had shared that she was at the beach and she was just recording a video. And she said, you know, I literally come to the beach and I sit my butt in the sand. She's not sitting on a blanket. Her toes are in the sand. Her butt's in the sand. She's like, the sand's not going to hurt your P-U-S-S-Y, okay? Now, you, you've been warned. I'm going to say the word pussy, okay? The sand's not going to hurt your pussy, okay? It's not going to hurt your butt. It's not going to hurt your ass, all right? Um, she comes to the beach, and she sits in the sand, and she looks at the water, and she just allows herself to receive God's nature and recharge in God's nature as a feminine, in her feminine energy, 
And it sparked something. One, it connected me to like, wow, I've been having that same hunger to go in nature and connect. And how many of you guys have that? Like, you've probably been doing it without really connecting the dots. Like when you want to go zen, when you want to go zone out, when you want to go relax, when you want to find calm, when you want to just read scriptures in a relaxing environment, typically you go out in nature. I know many of you do this already, and you probably haven't connected the dots. You know how you feel when you're in those environments, but you haven't paid attention to the fact that you are actually recharging your feminine nature when you are in those environments. You truly are recharging your feminine nature. I'm going to say that again. You are truly recharging your feminine nature completely. And it makes so much sense. I think about all the trips I've taken when I go to different places in the world and um, I'll never forget, like I love going to one particular Caribbean island and every time I come back from that island and I'm in the airport, men and women always say like, wow, you're glowing, you're beaming, you're glowing. And, you know, I just, I would always remember that it always stood out to me, but it was because I was in a place where I truly felt massively recharged, like complete Zen, complete one with my environment completely. And so my craving for being in nature lately has just been that. When you are the modern woman today in the business world, you know, waving your wand of magic, you are in a hyper-masculine environment. Even if you work on a team with all females, you have to put on a lot of masculine energy to complete everyday tasks at your job. And you know it because it does feel like swimming upstream. And when you actually take time to go swimming or go to the beach or walk, take a nature walk or take a hike, or I'm not talking about exercising in the gym. I'm talking about doing something leisurely in nature. Yes, it could be an exercise like taking a walk, but it's a leisure walk. It's not a run where you're not really, you know, um, soaking up the time. Thank you, Holy Spirit, and the pace of nature. Ooh, that's good. So I'm reminded of a time when I was in undergrad and um, on my lunch break sometimes from where I worked, I would, we had this beautiful grass lawn on the other side. I worked in the president's office and there was this beautiful grass lawn on the other side of the president's office. And every time I see beautifully manicured grass, I don't know, I just want to put my feet in it. I don't know if you're like that, but I'm just a very earthy nature girl and I love to put my feet in the grass. I love to walk barefoot, barefoot. I don't know. Okay. I just, I don't know why I thought of barefoot Contessa, the, <laughs> the cook on the travel or was it, it's the travel channel or the cooking channel, barefoot Contessa. But I just love that name. I always love that name. I'm barefoot Sunday. Okay. I love it. And so on my lunch breaks, I went to UC Berkeley. Okay. They're known for hugging trees and all this other kind of stuff. Right. So it's not awkward. And I felt that I had the freedom to do it. And even if I didn't, I had a personal freedom to do it. I would go in the chancellor's, the president's office on his grass, and I would take my shoes off in the middle of the day on my lunch break and just sit in the grass. And eventually I would lay down and I would just lay with the earth. And the beautiful thing is I actually took meditation. The first time I ever took meditation classes, I actually took formal meditation classes at UC Berkeley. And I actually have them as credits on my transcript, my undergrad transcript. So I was exposed to meditation at a young, ripe age by real instructors. And I remember one of our instructors telling us 
that um, when you go do like a meditation in nature, the earth actually has a pace. Like the earth has a time and the time of the earth, like let's say, you know, if you think about a traditional old school clock that ticks, tick, 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 tick. The earth has a a heartbeat. The earth has a rhythm. The earth has a pace. It's literally spinning. We're walking around and gravity is keeping everything on what we call the quote unquote ground, but the earth is actually spinning on an axis. The earth is actually truly in movement. That's how we have our sun rises and our sun sets and our moon rises and our moon sets and our moon cycles. The earth is actually spinning and on a cycle. That's how we get our seasons because things are moving. The earth was set in motion in the beginning and it is still in motion now. And so when you actually go connect in nature and you put your feet in the grass or you lay on the sand or you lay on the grass or you put your bum literally on the ground, you are connecting to the beat and the pace of the earth. And the earth rhythm, the earth heartbeat, the earth pace, the earth time is actually slower than the time on your clock. It's slower than one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three. You know, it doesn't, man made time is at a different rhythm and a different pace than God's pace of what time he set in motion in the earth. And you will feel that energetically when you go connect back to the earth. And so I just wanted to share that with you today. Rest is the word, rest. I felt that virtue literally leave my body as I just said that. Rest, my love. Rest. Rest. Take this word and rest. You deserve it. If you need someone to tell you that you deserve to rest, I'm telling you, you deserve to rest. Go take those shoes off in nature. Go to the park, sit in the grass. Put your headphones in if you're concerned about people looking at you weird. Let them look at you weird. They're probably looking at you because they actually would want to join you. Smile at them. Wave at them. And connect yourself to God's time and God's timing, which doesn't effort. Like winter doesn't fight with summer or with autumn or with spring. God's timing flows. God's timing is already complete. Like everything that God created, creation is complete. There's work that we do in terms of planting seed, cultivating it, you know, we don't, we can man-made water something, but God also has rain that falls from the sky to water the earth. Like God's creation, God's timing, God's plans, God's desires for you are already set. Nature shows us that. Hallelujah. My favorite scripture just popped in my head. Romans 1.20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that man is without excuse. Ooh, I just love that in Romans. It's so juicy. And when I learned that scripture, I was in middle school 
at a camp out in the desert and they had us looking up at the stars in the sky and the moon in the sky and they were saying that everything in nature points to there being a God that created this. And that's what that scripture ultimately means. But that scripture also has so many other meanings. Listen to it. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, like the earth time and the earth heartbeat, like seed time and harvest, that's an invisible quality. Like faith is an invisible quality. Like believing for something that's not before your natural eye is an invisible quality. Oh, I feel my help. I'm about to preach. Okay. These are invisible qualities. All right. That have been clearly seen. You can see them with your natural eye, the invisible nature of God from things that have been made like the stars like the grass, like the sun, like the moon, like the trees. You can clearly see that the invisible has an impact on the visible. The fact that the visible even exists is evidence that the invisible is powerful, is evidence that there is an inv invisible intelligence, is evidence that there is an invisible creator, is evidence that actually what's unseen is perhaps the source and more powerful than what's actually seen. And as the divine feminine woman walking with a womb in the earth, this is your gift to humanity. This is your true nature. You were equipped with this energy as a, as a vessel. It doesn't mean that you're greater or lesser than the man. The man has a different anointing, has a different um, embodiment of, of God's energy in the earth. You have a, the other complementary embodiment of God's energy in the earth. Well, I kind of hear the Holy Spirit saying it might be more powerful. I don't know, because if the invisible, okay, we're not going to go down that road, okay? Maybe that's my ego. I'm a hush, okay? But I just want to encourage you to re-engage in the feminine. Rest. The feminine is a receiver. The woman doesn't have to do anything. Eve was presented to, to Adam. He was asleep when she was being created. And then when God woke him up, she was presented to him. She didn't have to do anything. God didn't tell her the name, the animals, okay? He told her, and him to be fruitful and multiply. Okay, that that was what she was there for. She was there to be his complement and to complement him in the fruitfulness and the multiplication. Because in Ephesians, we learn that two is better than one. How can one defend by itself? Two can defend. And a three-prong cord or a three-strand cord is the correct um, definition. The three strong, what did I say? The three string cord, there we go, cannot easily be broken. And that is the man, the woman, and the creator together in harmony and in unison. So I say all this to say, as I wrap up, go get in nature, y'all. Take those shoes off, touch the grass, touch the ground, get in some dirt, get in some sand, go to the beach, get messy, mess up your hair, you know, become undone in nature and in the process find God's timing find God's rhythm find your rhythm reconnect to your rhythm your dirt anyway when you leave this earth the fleshly body that you're in goes back to the dust it goes back to the ground it goes back to the heartbeat of nature the cycle repeats itself hallelujah and it and even in that me saying the cycle repeats itself 
you are on a cycle the same way your physical feminine body is on a monthly cycle. You are powerful, my love. And so go reconnect with yourself. Take a journal with you. Take some music with you. Allow God to speak to you. Soak in some sunlight and recharge yourself. I love you. Take some rest.